0: Check, check. This is the Heavy Hole Podcast. My special co-host tonight, Rick Habib. Welcome back, Rick.
1: Hey, thanks very much William. How you doing?
0: Uh, Of course, man. You're always welcome on my platform, man. And yes, I am your host, Will Smith. (laughs) I love it. That's a gift to the lazy writers and content makers of the death metal community. That has always been my gift. People say, Will, why don't you go by William. Why don't you why don't you adapt uh, like, you know, like a King Fowley esque pseudonym, you know, something like that, you know, Uh, Uncle Buck, you know, it's Big Will, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Uncle Buck. But, you know, no, on my albums and, you know, I'm I'm Will Smith. That has Mm -hmm. always been my gift to lazy writers and content makers, man. Enjoy. And they
1: come out of the woodwork right when. And you release new records so it gives them a new opportunity because all the reviews they they come out you know what i mean so it's like new every time you put a new album out it's like all over again
0: oh they you know? all think they're the first one to make the chris rock slap <laughs> joke enjoy it it's my gift to you guys the chris rock slap the big willie style or bet oh you yeah. know what oh the men in black <laughs> you know because all oh, the death metal it writes itself enjoy Oh, the fresh prince they used yeah. to call it seventh seventh grade, they were they were calling me. Enjoy yourself. It's my gift. It's, I'm well, not, with his I,
1: marital issues these days, you, you know, you can catch some of that slack, too. You know what I mean? Like the cuck oh. stuff and all that things, all those situations and whatnot.
0: <laughs> Listen, I used to say one of these days, I'm going to be the cooler, more famous Will Smith. And the, the game's not over.
1: No, you're already there, dude. The it's the already clock. like uh, it's already done.
0: The clock is the clock is not stopped uh, until my until until the heartbeat stops or whatever they said. As soon as the beat drops, yeah. your heartbeat stops. I think MOP said that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, man. But yeah, enjoy yourselves out there. I'm not angry. Shout out to my buddy. Actually, I don't really know him, but shout out to my man Dave Matthews of Skinless. I want to congratulate Ooh. Dave Matthews of Skinless on ten years. It's uh, uh, according to my um, my source, Metal Archives. Dave Matthews, guitarist of Skinless, for ten years, one day de- a whole decade. Skinless doing big things, and he does. You know, according to Metal Archives, he doesn't go by David. No, it's a gift to you lazy motherfuckers. See, they don't get him like they get me, cause I'm out there like I'm a, I'm a big fat You're lead guy, yeah, big fat white guy. guy. I'm into hip hop. I'm forgot the New York at Will. Smith. It's, it writes itself. It's a gift. Enjoy yourselves. I don't hate. Yeah. I'm not angry. Um, but I did. I, now while I'm on Metal Archives, hold on a second. I want to do this. This is. Well, because I want to, I want to squeeze this topic for all it's worth right now, and then not really bring it up again, and not be self-indulgent like this again. But I did see a review, and I love you guys. I'm not hating. I saw a review. There's a YouTube channel. They both did the Chris Rock slap thing. Uh, go- enjoy yourself, guys. Come on. let's Yeah, I've, see. I've seen a few of the uh the Afterbirth reviews that have referred to the slap. I'm not. You know what, man? It is what it is, bro. It hold is. on, hold on a second now. I actually, if you want to know more about the origins of why my last name is Smith and not uh, the Polish Whizbicky, um I just uploaded an interview with my father. I recorded an oh. a, an hour long interview with my father before he passed away. Wow, it's amazing. Um, and it was supposed to be a few few parts, but we just got the one part. It covers from uh, when he was born and and uh, was a kid here in Huntington to when he got out of the army. A lot of it is a lot of it is about his experiences in the Army. He didn't go to Vietnam, but he had an interesting story. Um, but that's, for, that's on our Patreon right now. so there's actually I will divulge that, man. This is a little shameless plug for our patreon. Um, dude, Will Smith's of Metal Archive. I got 14 of them. Um, got a lot of Williams.. A wow. lot of Williams. Williams Siege. that's uh, from the U.K, man. Um, that's a cool name. Got a Bill Smith, got a Bill Swills i'm will the swills i'm the only will smith i am the <laughs> only dude it's a gift and i'm not gonna yeah. sit here oh no call me billy call me william no 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 the only one who calls me william is family members you know come yeah, on yeah once man. in a while i'll call you, william, you know what I mean? How be- you doing? between friends how you doing all right friends, but well. a shout out to all the william smiths on metal archives don't do the will thing let that me uh, that's my thing dude you know and i normally you take the
1: bullet yeah.
0: Let me get it out now because I don't want to bring this up again—the whole Smith thing, the whole Will Smith thing. But, and I don't normally talk about um, this particular topic either. If you look up artificial brain on Google, like if you just Google it, Will there's like a you know it'll. It's, it's, when you Google bands and musical acts, sometimes like members will come up and there'll be like hyperlinks on the me- it hyperlinks to another will smith who who has a film and rap career yeah so it's (laughs) dude it's just fun it's just fun it's it's, it's my it is it's fun i'm gonna lean into it maybe in the future but listen
1: well i had a a similar thing even though it's on a you know my father has the same name so you know, it's totally different, but the IRS happened to confuse us for like 10 years, and that was fun. No, that, that was a fun thing. No, also to deal with. I'm like, why do you name if you have a child, why are you gonna name your son after you? I don't, I never understood that naming your son after yourself. Mm. I never got it, even you know, I'm not a junior, thank Christ, you know what I mean? I'm, a, I'm a, not a, we have different middle names or whatnot, but yeah, the IRS. I don't know how we got here, but uh, they can fuck with you a lot.
0: Listen to all of the Give alpha- in your mattress. Yeah, bro, you just scared me. To all of the alphabet agencies that are scanning this and all internet content with algorithms. I did not mean that I really want to be confused with the rich, famous Will Smith. This is this is a rib. <laughs> okay, okay sir. Okay, officer. Put you in a different tax bracket yeah. real fast. Whoa. okay man. <laughs> let's change let's change Yeah. I'll put you in a different ta- tax bracket quicker than um th- than than doing too much overtime. Um speaking of jobs, Rick, I'm not I'm not going to lie to the people. This white claw. No. That's right. I'm doing I'm. Come on. I'm just I'm I'm too old. I, I, you know, I, I got to go to work tomorrow. This <laughs> I white. Have to get into that. This white claw is for anyone who's got a toxic manager. I can't dude. I got this toxic person in my workplace. Mm. Last day is a week from tomorrow. Bon Appetit um, party. When she leaves, mm.
1: he leaves or they leave.
0: Yeah. But listen, Rick, you, know? you procured for me a glorious recommendation. Mm. That we're gonna peel back the layers of later, and I tried to meet you with one myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you're gonna explain that our next interview even somehow relates to your recommendation. It's a small world, uh, Rick. You're actually from New York City.
1: Well, yeah, you know, born in Brooklyn. Uh,
0: when I was uh, when I was zero,
1: I moved to Staten Island. I packed my shit and I said, let's go to Staten Island, and uh, that's part of New York City technically. Uh, and so, yeah. That's where I was born and bred.
0: What a quinky dink that I have you here. At the same time I'm gonna sit down with NYC shootout. Let's go. Will from Heavy Hole Podcast, and I'm here with Morty Shootout of NYC Shootout uh, and many other bands. Welcome to the podcast, Morty. Thanks, Will. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, of course, man. Long time coming. Uh, like I said, NYC shootout, um, maybe most notably uh at this point. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna go into your other projects and bands that you've been in and are in. Before all that, though, I'm gonna give you the same question I give everybody else. Uh, are you from a musical family? Does anyone in your, anyone older than you and your family play music or anything like that? And was there anyone along the way who kind of steered you into hard rock and heavy metal and hardcore and things like that?
2: So, uh, yeah, so I come from a little bit of a musical family. So my dad used to play in a lot of thrash metal bands out in, like, Suffolk. Like, I forget what, the, I think it was Sundance was the bar he used to play at a lot. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, he, he was in a lot of thrash metal bands in the late 80s, you know, early 90s. And my brothers actually used to be in punk bands all the time. There was a local band he was associated with. He wasn't in, but he was associated. He used to jam with them Aimless Again.
0: Aimless Uh, Again, okay.
2: Yeah, kind of like a bad religion, like kind of that era of punk. Uh, But yeah, no, like those were the two people that were in bands before, you know, I ever was. And my dad was kind of the one who was like, here, I'll give you a drum set for your 12th birthday. And like, Oh, I want a bass. Cool, you got it for your birthday now. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> so my dad kind of pushed me into it.
0: What bands was your dad in?
2: Uh, nothing notable. It was a lot of just garage, you know. Like we, they heard Metallica for the first time on a cassette, and we're like, dude, we could do that. Like,
0: fair enough, fair enough, man. You know, so, um, yeah. Um, he taught me how to play drums though. Uh, does, does does your dad or your brother um have they attended any of your shows? Like, do they keep up with what you're doing now musically?
2: Oh, my dad does. My brother kind of does his own thing. He works, you know, a lot. So I barely even see him at the house, but my dad's been to a couple of shows. He was actually at the first ever hard knock show. So Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool for him to be AMH and shit. And like, I got to see what the crowd's like.
0: Okay. Now hard knock is an underground label. That's also involved in booking. Is that correct?
2: Yes. That's ran by my friend Anthony from high school.
0: Okay, because I know that you're affiliated, and you you know, you know help out and, and things yeah, like
2: I'm that. Yeah, I'm kind of but... the – I just smoke weed when they're he's booking <laughs> a show. I'm like, yo, dude, this would be a cool man. They're sick.
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, so, uh, so, is, so drums is your first instrument? That's your first venture yeah, in the music?
2: I, yeah, I got into drums, then bass, then guitar. And then once I found guitar, I was in love.
0: Did you used to jam with your family members when you were a kid?
2: Yeah, so me and my dad used to bust out a couple Metallica, Megadeth covers uh-huh. in the basement when we first started.
0: That's sick. Dude.
2: <laughs> so I found my friend Miguel actually from uh, middle school, and I, I found out he played bass. So I was like, "Oh, dude, if you could play bass, the guitar is just like a couple more fingers, dude. Just like you know, get help on it." And We did a bunch of like, he was into pop punk, so we did like Blink One Eighty Two covers. Uh,
0: wow, man. All, all right, man. That's that's interesting, man. Because when Sundance comes up, sometimes. When like I talk to the you know the internal bleeding guys, the pirate guys that yeah. are like from a generation or two older than me, um, so it's it's just funny, man. So uh, what's your, and let me ask you this because we're gonna get into this. Hip hop plays a big part um in nyc shootout what what about hip-hop and maybe just tell me also a little bit about like where are you from you know you don't have to give your street address man but in, in you know in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. like town or like what area are you from in, in general on long island or in new york
2: so i'm from i'm from port jeff station which is kind of like deep suffolk county um it's a it's kind of near like 20 minutes out from rock um that spots is i mean i kind of with that spots a lot of like heavy spanish area so like a lot of those kids would bump like hip-hop on the bus and stuff like that when i was just into like metallica and stuff and once i heard that i was like what the fuck is this uh, i like, was this sounds cool i think i think the first rapper i think is as a white person it's the go-to first rapper is eminem um and then once i found out about eminem it was dr dre and like fucking the whole west side stuff and then I got stuck into hip hop when I was like 14.
0: Yeah, um yeah, Port Jeff State I I I go out there a lot for for work. I'm from Huntington Station. I've always felt okay. that there's a similar dynamic because Huntington Station and Port Jeff Station, you both have like these areas around the train station where crime is a little bit higher, there's issues with poverty, yeah. there's things like that. But they're like they're the gateway to these beautiful like North Shore downtown wealthy areas. It's a similar. I always
2: say it's it's like my heart rate. It's up and down. It's up and down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Depends where.
0: Ari, uh, the rapper Ari, the rugged man, raps about poor Jeff Station a lot. Um, in so the old days, anyway.
2: It, interestingly enough, about Ari, the rugged man, he went to the same high school I did. There you go. Yeah, so he was obviously much earlier, but uh, he went to Comswag High School, dropped out. <laughs> I, I wish I did that, but he got to do it instead. <laughs> so there's that. But so he's, he's actually a local legend, though.
0: I was gonna say he's like a local legend to you guys, huh, man? Like, like uh, there's a, uh, uh, like, I, I mean, I, he's he raps about the poor Jeff. Um, what what do he call it in the song? What you know, the other poor Jeff House and what, bringing bringing sluts back to the poor Jeff House or whatever he would say and all that, all yes, that crazy yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Um, that's funny, man. In Huntington, we had, uh, had like Aesop Rock was from Northport, but RA the Rugger Man was always like the supreme most like like raw, yeah, you know, insane. Long Island rapper, man. Um, he's doing well for himself too lately. The last few years, I guess he moved out of the country. I think he lives over in Germany or something now. Yeah, I mean. Shout
2: out to him. I wish we could get the fuck out of the U.S., but yeah, yeah. I mean, I I get
0: you know. There's part of me that wants him back on Long Island, but then part of me is like, I would probably move if I had the if I had the money. Oh, dude, yeah.
2: The minute the minute I get an opportunity, I'm out.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Respect to Ra, man. Enough enough about him, though. So absolutely. So you're playing drums um, with your dad. Uh, you're you're in poor Jeff Station out there, man. Hip hop, hardcore, the whole thing. You, um, I could see the gateway there with your brother being into punk. What are your first experiences with local shows? Because I know being out that way, you, maybe you have access to the city by way of being close to the train station, like I did as a kid. But it's really there's not a lot of you know. You got to go to those VFW halls and DIY shows, yeah. right?
2: So like when I started going to shows, I was actually just getting out of high school. And uh, it was my boy, Tom, who's actually the vocalist of my first band, Sprawl. He was like super obsessed with like separated, detriment, and like all these, you know, hardcore bands that were out around that time, like 2016, 2017. And he was like, dude, you just got to start coming with me to these shows with uh, me and my boy, Eric, that was there with, uh, you know, with Tom. And he was just like, dude, you gotta, like, you gotta come around. And then I think my first show was uh, some sanctioned show at Shakers with Jab and Vomit Fourth. actually. It was vomit, mm. forth, one of first, vomit Forth, like, first couple shows. But, uh, yeah, no, that show, I was, as soon as I saw that show, I was like, yeah, no, this is fucking insane. Like, I gotta <laughs> come. But, yeah. And then after that, it was, like, every show I could. I was just like, All right, yo, like, let's go, let's go. I like bands I never heard of, like, and then... I, you know what sucks is my first show could have been a dying fetus show, and I didn't know what it was, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna stay home and smoke weed."
0: Mm. I, <laughs> so- <laughs> I got I I could go on and on about shows like that, man. I try I you know I try to make them what I can, um, but sometimes the weed is too good. <laughs> yeah, <dude, laughs> yeah, you know I'm
2: saying like sometimes the weed and Sopranos are calling.
0: Yeah, yeah dude. Especially the, <laughs> the older you get. Um, so do you, you want get let's let's get into well before we get into sprawl. I was gonna ask you about Shakers in the in the first place. I had that written down in my notes. I know that, like, like you just said, like your first show was at Shakers. That's a really significant spot here on Long Island, especially the last several Excellent. years. Um, they've only gotten stronger, it seems, since the pandemic, and they they were allowed to open back up or whatever, and all you know. Uh, uh, just just talk a little bit about that and what it means to you personally, like your bands, your development in the, in the scene, and 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 getting into all this type of music. Like Shakers is a different. Different venue. You know, it's a very long island venue. Very long island venue.
2: Definitely very long island venue. Um, What I love about Shakers is, uh, obviously, I have a sentimental thing with it being my first place I ever saw your local music the way I like it. And um, once I met the owner of Shakers, Nika, um, awesome woman she immediately made us feel like we were at home. Like, you know, anytime we like, if we were like fucked up from moshing, you know, free waters, you know, free, whatever the fuck free beers, you know, once we were 21 and shit and like the shit that goes down in that bar, I, I can't even disclose on the podcast, but like yeah. the fact that she lets us go there <laughs> is insane. Um, But yeah, no, like that spot will always be like, I think that's, but without that spot, I'm not doing this at all. Cause like, th- a lot of venues are either like, you know, like they, they like established bands and like they'll hire, like an opening band. If it's like, they know, you you know? And so like, when you go to shakers, it's just like, Oh, wherever the fuck you're from, just go on stage, do it, please. (laughs) Like we need bands. And uh, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like shakers has more opportunity for people to like, get a crowd, you know what I mean? Like get, like start their audience. And then once you can rise up, you get to play these Better shows more like AMH and stuff like that. The Shakers is like the developmental ground, I think, for
0: local music mm-hmm. in Long Island. That that's a good way to put it, and it's also, but it also like <laughs> random, randomly crazy shows will pop up there too. Oh yeah, like dude,
2: like snuffed on site the other week was insane. Mm-hmm. I was like,
0: yeah, a lot of a lot of wild shit. Um, well, let me ask you this: to while, while we're talking about, you know, you kind of, you get out of high school, you start going to the local shows. At that point, you're already playing guitar a few years, or yeah, so
2: I start, So basically, uh, I was doing drums when I was twelve. I got that Christmas twenty twelve, and then around Christmas twenty fourteen, I started bass. But bass, I felt was just too easy, and I was like, I need to do something that will challenge me. So around twenty fifteen, I got my first uh, Les Paul, mm. and I was just like, I'm gonna play the shit out of this, and I did for years until twenty sixteen, where I started doing like a lot of heavier drugs. And I just I just stopped getting away from music. I'm like, yeah, hey, well, this music shit kind of sucks. I'd rather just do this. <laughs> like, I got super into just rap, and I kind of stopped listening to metal for a very long time. And was super into hip-hop only, like, whatever the newest shit was. I was a big cloud rap guy when it started coming off. And, like, I just got obsessed with that and actually wanted to do that and did, like, a little side project later on. But I was super, super into rap. To the point where i didn't want to do anything until tom showed me like sanction separated and all that shit and like hangman and i was like oh this shit's like awesome like i never heard music like hardcore before so i was just like all right maybe i should pick up the guitar again and then once he showed me metalcore that's when kind of everything popped off
0: what about e-town concrete where do they play into your musical journey
2: oh Funny enough, so obviously we know uh, Anthony says a funny word in the first couple albums, and um, my boy Ruben, who's you know who's black, was just like, dude, if you want to hear the funniest band ever, listen to e Town Concrete, and I was like, well, what makes them funny? He explains that, and I'm like, all right, I gotta listen to this. So he shows me "For the Fame," and I'm dying laughing, and I and I thought it was great. I, I like when I first heard it. I'm like, this is insanely good. But they just that one part of it was had me crying, laughing. Mm, yeah. It felt like I was watching like a Family Guy episode, you know. And I was just like, "This is insane!" But then eventually, it gets stuck in your head. You're like, "This band's just really fucking good for no reason." And then like all, I think I found out about them when I was 18. So like, the last <laughs> like five years of my life, I've been listening to e Town Concrete at least once a week.
0: Yeah, amazing bands. Um, you know. I don't want to get into the whole, you know. I don't want to get into a back and forth about the nature of of using that word in hip hop and, yeah, and, no, and E
2: But that I like-
0: I I understand the story. No, trust me. I've been there. I've been there. And <laughs> I just want to make the comparison. Uh, It's a lot easier for them to go back and and change change things about their their old songs than uh, I, yeah. I, I heard glass jaw. Glass had to go back and like like completely change everything from I don't know if you're even familiar with them. That's more my generation and it's Yeah, not, no, not, I know a, little bit, a tough, little bit. Not tough. Not tough. Not tough. Um they're, they're, I think their whole concept aesthetically was they weren't tough. It was like breaking up with your girlfriend hardcore, but he had he had okay. to change a lot of <laughs> he had to change a lot of the stuff on that because it was misogynistic. They like played the whole album recently and they yeah. had to go back. I don't know, man, while we're on the top. But um the nineties was a funny time. The 90s was, it was a very... All, that's all you got to
2: say. It was an <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome
0: time. <laughs> it was a funny time, man. So that in mind, all right, we're kind of caught up now. Let's talk about Sprawl a little bit, because that's your first experience okay. getting out there playing music, writing music, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was my first ever, like, I had been in one band before that when I was in, like, high school, and it was just kind of like we would play, like, we had no genre, just whatever, and it was, like, a two-day thing. And I was just like, I'm never going to do that again. That was dumb. And then, when, you know, obviously later on, Tom's like, listen, I want to start like this metalcore band. I have our boy Craig that's going to do bass. He never touched a bass in his life. He was like, he bought the Rocksmith PS4 game that teaches you how to play bass. And he was like, I'm learning. And I was like, it seems like high hopes, uh, but I guess I'll try it out. And we jammed for the first time with our old drummer Dave. And uh, it was kind of just an instantaneous, like, yeah, we should keep doing this. And then eventually, uh, shout out Joey Chermani from Koyo and Typecast. He got us on our first show.
0: All right. Um, and you guys ended up recording two, um, like an EP, like a demo and an EP, I guess. Yeah. So we actually we did it kind of like stupidly. We did an EP and then
2: a demo, which <laughs> is we called a promo, but it was a demo
0: okay fair enough man um and did you guys get off of long island playing shows with that
2: we did one show out in connecticut right before the pandemic hit with silenus poor choice ill communication and i forget the the other band might have been venom prison
0: but yeah. okay all right cool man. so um is like the next logical step then to talk about nyc shootout
2: yeah we well so there was flatline in between that but that okay. was more of uh, we didn't do anything for, like, we just played shows. Like, we got one crazy show offer, and that was about it for that band for that time period. Like, we played we played the Hangman record release wow. at Shakers, which had Year of the Knife, Billy Club Sandwich. Uh, fucking who else was on that? I, I, it was a big, three-knee deep, like, crazy lineup of just, like, the biggest hardcore bands at that time. And then we didn't drop any <laughs> At <laughs> all, and then COVID, and we did less work than before, and then around COVID is when shootout kind of becomes a thing. Sam, uh, and Mark and Doug from Blame God, were are all just like fucking locked up in their studio at the time, um, and we're just jamming shit with uh Scherze. I don't know if you know Alex Scherze or not, but uh, he's uh he's friends with all the Blame God guys and the Stab guys, um. Great dude, uh, he, and then, but yeah, him and Doug, one night, were just hammered at the space, and they were just like, "We're gonna record a hardcore band," and they had no name for it, nothing like that. Just literally jam jammed that whole EP we dropped in 2020 that night, recorded it that night, hmm. hammered out of their goddamn skulls, and uh, then the next day they were like, "This is really good," <laughs> and they were like, we, "We're gonna do something with this." And the name NYC Shootout came from one of Sam's uh, friends. I forget who it was, but they it was like a band name they came up with in middle school, and they were like, huh. "That's hilarious! This is awesome! <laughs> like we're taking this name."
0: Okay, I, and I want to talk about the name from it now. Being from Long Island, does it like 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 that? That's does that does that cause any kind of confusion? Any has that, <laughs> that, has played in the, played yeah, in the so- city caused any issues? Like, yeah, t- let's talk about it.
2: Hasn't caused any issues, but it's funny because people, I think when they, when it first came out, thought we were from the city and then they realized like, oh, these are all the Long Island guys doing the band.
0: <laughs> Hold on, wait,
2: shoot and uh, basically we had no explanation for it other than the fact that the name sounded awesome. And so basically Sam has been set telling people and I've, I stick to this story now. Is that basically the name means that we're from Long Island going to New York City to shoot it up? So oh. that's the new, I guess, meaning of the name.
0: All right, man. I'm not. I'm not gonna do merch for you guys if you play if next time. You play the Bronx. All right. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, but no. Fair enough, man. Uh, uh. And you guys put out the shoot. You shot. Um. 2020 EP. Um. Now. That to to me personally, I did, I really enjoy it. it's like it's interesting hearing that it was written really quick and everybody was partying or whatever, um, because it's you know just for the listeners, hardcore fans like we were talking about e Town, Concrete before, man. You know it's it's definitely it's definitely yeah. worth a shot. You know for people to check it out. And Sam, um, uh, played played me a, a preview of some of your upcoming material when we were on tour in the van with Examinated. Oh, okay um the the hustle continues is the upcoming album can you can you tell us a little bit about uh like like when we might expect that is there you know is there a label or a platform i don't know like if you want to plug that or yeah so that'll be coming out
2: i'm hoping in the first like three months of 2024 it should be out uh we're finishing we're about 90 percent done with it uh it's gonna be out through hard knock records uh it's gonna be our first major like Release release, we're gonna treat that as like their our main thing, and uh, yeah, no, I think uh I think people are gonna like it. It's definitely very different from the first stuff while keeping what I think made the first stuff good
0: um can you can you talk a little bit about some of the topics because it's a real street level band, it's a real off you know like you're talking about real life topics um you know you, you're talking about you know the things things that go on in the neighborhood so to speak just tell us about some of the topics you explore on the new album so
2: on the new album we got songs about like i had a lot of shit come up you know in the last two years of my life where i was kind of like on and off drugs like in a serious way not in a fun way like like i usually am <laughs> um, uh and that kind of you know was fucking with me for a little bit so it kind of created some divide in my friend group so a lot of these songs are about like you know, like kind of friends turning on you at your lowest moment sort of deal. And like there's certain songs that are just for the shits, you know, like just getting drunk, smoking weed, you know, I try to make it more true to hip hop than hardcore where a lot of it is, it's, it's a story. There's there's it's not like a set, you know, I'm not here to spit any sort of moral values to you, but like, you know, like a lot of the songs are kind of like, it can go from a serious, I'm going to fuck you up track to emotional you know like deep dive into my head or it could just be about partying with your boys you know at the practice space after jamming for a couple hours so it's kind of a mix of everything i I like to think of it as kind of just one big movie
0: fair enough man do you ever think about making a a straight hip-hop album like you know as nyc shootout or just uh, on your own or anything
2: i've I've definitely thought about i've i've probably written and and trashed Eighteen different rap albums I've made. Whether it would be boom bap, trap, whatever it was, like I'm big on every sort of style of hip hop. So it's kind of hard for me. I did put out one cloud rap project under the name Lil Humpty. <laughs> um, shout out Anthony from Hard Knock. He came up with that name. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, we dropped it, and it was just kind of me and Gord from Flatline and No Unity fucking around in the basement with some YouTube beats. And we were like, I hit up the producer. I'm like, you care if I upload this? He's like, go with the fuck out. This is great. And I was just like, cool. So we just, we just dropped it on SoundCloud and then eventually got uh, paid for all the beats and ended up getting it on streaming. So if you want to listen to it, Lil Humpty Greatest Hits on uh, Apple Music and Spotify.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Um. Uh. So, all right. So the, the hustle continues. Uh, the new NYC shootout album early next year uh looking forward to that you know i I don't want to no no spoilers but i'm just gonna tell the listeners i had the opportunity to hear it because i was in a tour van with one of the members for a week or two um and i'm definitely looking forward to having a copy of it myself uh so lately though you've also been well Maybe let me pause the – press press breaks on that for a minute before we before we switch gears because NYC Shootout, you guys have played out of state. I know you guys have been – you guys have been hustling pretty hard the last few years playing shows, right? Let's talk about that. Where have you – I know you've been down to Maryland a few times. Where else? Talk about it.
2: Yeah, Mar- Maryland's like our second home right now. Everyone there is obsessed with us, which I love, appreciate. So shout out all the Maryland scene. Um, we played Jersey a couple times, but not in the way – you might expect when we played Jersey, we played these pro wrestling pay-per-views
0: <laughs> and this,
2: for this company violence and suffering, it's a deathmatch wrestling company that's on uh, fight TV and kind of like the eye pay-per-view pro wrestling world. Uh, I'm, we're friends with the promoter Isaac and he was just like, dude, shoot your shots like sick. Like, would you guys want to come down? So we played Jersey twice through a wrestling show, not even through a hardcore show, but each time there's Mosh, which I thought was awesome. Uh, and but yeah, Jersey we played, and we played Philly a couple times.
0: Okay, man. Are you a pro wrestling fan? Massive pro wrestling fan. Yes, for my (laughs) whole life. All right, well, yeah, you're you're a little bit younger than me, man. So, what is like your earliest pro wrestling memories? Like, who who was who were your go to guys as a kid?
2: So, as a kid, I I, so I started watching when I was like fours. I started watching really early. So, I want to say my first exposure to it was WrestleMania. 20 Mm. with uh chris benoit winning the world title at the end wow uh and eddie guerrero hugging him you know like that ending uh that was my first mania that i watched live and I, i would say like yeah eddie benoit angle cena i Flair, um and then once i started watching the old stuff Bret Hart was my number one
0: yeah dude i my one of my favorite things in the world is those super cuts of bret hart shitting on everyone and being bitter in interviews oh, it's the best he's yeah. awesome <laughs> he's like- I, I
2: do a I do a bret hart uh bit with sam where i'm just <laughs> where i'm just like oh well you know uh these guys they claim that all uh, you know they think that they're better than us but we were we were always better than them and they always wanted i you know was, i love complaining yeah. In Bret Hart's voice, <laughs> it's the best.
0: Yeah, he he's just has this way of like throwing shade in a super matter-of-fact calm way, <laughs> shitting on everybody, man. Yeah, I, yeah highly recommended Bret Hart. Um, yeah, Bret Hart uh, buries
2: the world, I think it's called on YouTube.
0: Well, so what were the pro wrestling shows like, man? Did you like play in a ring or did you play like- So oh,
2: nah, uh, we actually, so they were like, we want to have you guys open. Like they wanted like a Limp biscuit at WrestleMania kind of ordeal for their little <laughs> indie company. And I was like, well, we can provide that. So we had they literally Sam and Mark set up their cabs on each side of the entrance ramp. And then Sam was like smack dab behind Doug. And we had a base cab for Lorcan, uh, who was in the band at the time. And then I just kind of was like in front of the VXS flag, you know, to put the cap backwards, like as we went on the air. I'm like, yeah, hey, yo, and do the whole bit. And then VXS, yeah, so was, it was just right at the entrance ramp. And the second time they had, a little side barrier where it was just us hanging out the whole show talking shit. So like if you were watching the show live in the like in the place, there's just like the fans and then just like the side area with all the instruments set up and all of shootout and all of our friends just getting hammered, huh. drinking Fago, like smoking weed inside the building. Like it was so funny. Like we just had a and like going backstage and seeing like two cold Scorpio and like like that shit like that was crazy.
0: That's awesome, man. Where do you get Fago in New York?
2: Uh, so I'm an asshole. I go on Amazon and spend forty dollars to get it. In- <laughs> <laughs> are
0: you? Are you also into the juggalo subculture? Yep. Yep. Big juggalo. Uh, no, never been to the gathering though. Okay. Okay. All right. When, when now, how do you get into that stuff? Because that because you don't necessarily find that at the Long Island hardcore shows.
2: Yeah. So it's funny enough. So I got into ICP specifically when I was probably in seventh grade because I I think it was the backyard wrestling games on PS2 because mm. I'm a big PS2. PS2 is my favorite gaming console. So like anything involving wrestling or skating, I would always just pick up. And so I, I remember seeing Backyard Wrestling and then ICP was, like, in the game. And I was like, this is, who the fuck are these? I thought they were just wrestlers. Like, I yeah. didn't know they were, like, even a rap group. And then I heard them and I'm like, "I, I my first reaction I ever heard ICP was, this is the biggest pile of horse shit I have ever laid my ears on. And then it, the second time I listened to ICP, I went, all right, let me let them cook for a second. Hmm. And, and then by the third time I was listening to it, I knew all of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> like it was just like, I'm like, all right, then I found out about like Twisted and like all the other shit, you know, on the Juggalo side. And then I think it was funny enough, I stopped listening to it. Then I got into high school and found out about Danny Brown, who's one of my favorite rappers. Mm. And he's hugely like respected by the Juggalos. And he's not a Juggalo, uh, I don't know this guy's name, uh, Juggalo, uh, rapper at all. But uh, he got me back into it once I was getting into hardcore at the same time. <laughs> so I was listening to like, Hardcore for the very first time, like figuring it out while also in the car, listening to SoundCloud rap and just ICP.
0: Mm-hmm. I I am not necessarily an ICP fan, but I have a lot of respect for the the kind of business model and the the idea of building a whole subculture out of your your independent um, music. You know that that whole sort of thing, man. You know, with with hip hop, I'm very New York centric and. You know, that to begin same with. with. So, 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 so. I, but- I
2: used to think ICP was an embarrassment when I first heard it. Like, I really didn't like, cause I was, I'm a big, my favorite rapper is Jadakiss. Mm, yeah. My favorite rapper of all time. And so when you hear like ICP as a Jadakiss fan, like you're legitimately just dying laughing. Like you're like, what the fuck is this shit? But I think what I liked about it was, it was the same reason I like hardcore. It's very DIY and like they're true to themselves. So it's like, they they did a lot of the shit on their own, but they were, you know, like, they knew how to market themselves. They knew their fan base. They knew who to, like, it's not like they're trying to get on stage and act gangster, you know. They're just a couple dudes that like wrestling and clown makeup and fucking beg root beer and shit, you know. So it's just,
0: can't hate on it. I've definitely enjoyed listening to them on podcasts and in interviews they've done the last several years. And I always, like, I always go back and try to give things a chance. You know what I mean? And I got to admit, a few years ago, I don't know if you follow, but shaggy too dope right that's the guy's name right yes Um, yeah he put out i guess it would be his second solo album uh, right before the pandemic 2018 2019 that was i there was a really good there was a really good single with a video um and and there was and i ended up listening to the whole the whole the ep or what album whatever it is man it's really good it's the production is like very has a lot of old school hip-hop samples in it man like yeah, i so I, I don't know the whole catalog but that's one thing that like it kind of came up in my algorithm and the I, I the single was good and the whole thing is definitely i would recommend it man it's it's tight you know um has an old school hip hop kind of vibe you know like like old school kind of west coast hip hop vibe and some so good stuff um but all right man you, you know you mentioned fago so i had i had to, i had a <laughs> I have a fascination with the juggalo culture like like respectfully they're, they're man, fucking you know? weird
2: man I, i'm not as far as them as a lot of yeah. them but like those guys they'll fucking they'll go crazy
0: i only think it's a few like um you know dna Bubbles away from being a death metal guy or whatever other you know. Exactly. Or, um, yeah, I've seen a lot person.
2: worse at some death metal shows, man. I <laughs> trust
0: me. <laughs> I've I've, at Shakers sometimes too, man. You never know. You don't have to be a juggler, man. especially
2: especially at Shakers.
0: Um, all right, man. So that 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 being said, let's let's move on because I want to talk about also No Unity. That's a band yeah. you've, you've been you've had going for I don't know a few months now. Like like it's you started yes, earlier this year, January. Kind of a fresh band. Um, talk about it, man. So no unity kind
2: of, so around, it, it's weirdly enough, I was just like, around the end of 2022, I was kind of feeling a little bummed out on shows, not for any specific reason. I think I was just overworking myself and I was just kind of overstressing about things I shouldn't have had been overstressing about. And I got to a point where I was genuinely like, I think we had a show at the end of the year, our first ever festival, Beatdown Mania. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it after Beatdown Mania. I think I might stop and i was literally debating on just like you know like drop thc and then end it you know do like a tour or whatever and then just like i'm gonna i'm gonna go to shows and have fun again and uh then beatdown mania happened and it was such a good turnout and it was a lot basically the concept of the fest was take more slam adjacent death metal bands and beatdown hardcore bands and straight up hardcore bands and put them all under one bill for two nights And just see what the fuck happens with the mosh. And, like, hopefully, you know, somebody gets injured or whatever. (laughs) And uh, we, uh, it it was a success. Everyone had a good time. And it was just such a good vibe those two days that I was like, dude, like, I can't stop doing it. Like, this is too fun. Like, I can't. Like, what am I saying? And my boy Jacob, uh, who's been going to shows for years, he had never been in a band before. And he's pretty good at bass. And I was just like, dude, we got to get you a band. So I had the name No Unity on the back burner for years, and I was just like, I think it's time to use that. So we just kind of used it, and then I got Grudy from Physical Altercation and Real Despair. I got Kenny from Hospital Bomber and uh, Private Mind, and now I think Stabbed and Exanguinated. Um, And then, who who
0: else? I think that was it.
2: Am I missing it? Gord. Yeah, I can't believe I'm missing Gord. (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah, I gotta got get Kenny on the show too, man. Um Absolutely. Kenny did, awesome. did that two week exanguinated tour with us this past summer, man. Busy guy himself. Uh Absolutely. So I don't know how he does it. You guys would know you and are you guys recording?
2: Yeah, so we actually just finished up recording the uh demo we're gonna put it out before Beat That Mania this year. And um I think basically it's just I think we just gotta fix a mixing and stuff like that. Other than that, we're done. So that's basically basically a hundred percent.
0: Okay. Got it, man. When we were talking before, cause you had a lot, you, you, you have a lot of bands, um, peripherally, yeah. uh, dead weight. Uh, is that a current band?
2: Yeah, that actually just started up this past September.
0: Okay. And
2: that was, uh, it, it had been a band for a while. So it's basically a couple members from an other band called uh final offer that they played like one or two shows kind of faded out just because everyone was do had different ideas and were doing different things. And uh, then they, Nikki Tyler, the drummer, Nikki, the guitarist, and um, the other guitarist, Josh wanted to do something different. So they started a more all out war kind of sounding band. And I, I fucking love that style of hardcore. Like the metal adjacent hardcore (laughs) is my favorite, my bread and butter, like (laughs) Marauder, master killer um you know all that war like for those who were crucified like all that stuff is awesome to me so that once i heard them jamming i was like i'm joining your band i basically like told them like i'm in your band now and they were like uh sure and then yeah like we just jammed one day and it worked out they got jay from real despair and Aaron echo on vocals and then that lineup was kind of complete
0: all right cool man and so again man recording wise is there anything people can look out for uh yeah i
2: think right now we're just demoing stuff to get you know an idea of what we want the sound to be like but once uh once we get those demos down we figure out what we're doing we're gonna head over to i think either chris rainey or uh tyler's boy i forget what his name was but i'm um, preferably chris rainey he's my go-to uh for recording music
0: okay man um yeah that's that's aftershock studios right
2: uh, shell shock, on
0: it, Shell yeah, shock, yeah. shell shock. I right train, wrong track, man. I I smoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I allegedly smoke weed too. Um, and <laughs> as if you're not busy enough with all that stuff, you also mentioned to me you just recently joined uh, another local Long Island band, Pink Mist. Yes, just joined that about two months ago. What do you What are you playing in them?
2: So I'm playing uh, second guitar. Mm. Uh, we don't really have rhythm or lead, so you know, just second guitar, but. Um, yeah, no, they wanted to be sound a little more full, and I had been a fan of them for like basically since they started playing, you know, shows like venues because they had been doing like basement shows. Like they're very DIY. That whole friend group, like the Pink Mist Raid Comeuppance friend group, mm-hmm. and they they were just kind of doing shows backyards and Nassau and like basements and like until someone finally threw them a bone and we were like, dude, play this fucking show, and Pink Mist kind of started blowing up. But, uh, yeah, they, they wanted a kind of a more full tone for their stuff. And I just love writing the stuff they're going for. And it's one of those bands where, like, you join and you're like, oh, I can be extremely creative with this. So once I joined that, I was like, uh, once I found out what I was doing in that band, I was like, all right, all cards on the table. This is my new, like, obsession. This is my mm. shit.
0: <laughs> so you're going to be writing with them.
2: Yeah, we actually, literally my first jam session with them, we wrote a new song that we're playing at the Incendiary Holiday Show. So, <laughs> yeah, like, All right, it's been man. going pretty good.
0: <laughs> Sick. Maybe that's a good point what you just said there um, for me to ask you to plug some shows you got coming up.
2: Yeah, so we got, uh, let's see, I think uh, we just announced today, November 25th, in's Record Release uh, Shootout is going to be headlining that. Um, and then after that we just got Beat Down Mania, which is December eighth and ninth at Shaker's Pub. Uh lineup isn't out yet, but I can confirm that uh Pink Mist is gonna be on it and no unity is gonna be on it. So there's that, and then I am booking a show for the for the first time on my own. January twelfth. Uh I can I can only confirm D-command no unity, scrutinize are all on that. So, just kind of figuring out the placement right
0: now. Okay, man. People can follow all your bands on social media. <laughs> um and like we said, uh NYC Shootout has the Shoot you Shot 2020 release on Bandcamp. Um No Unity, uh I believe we're still waiting on a recording, but Sprawl has those two recordings as well on Bandcamp. Um that, that's where I stream music anyway. Uh and we gotcha. and, and we talked about um uh uh you know uh, waiting waiting for upcoming releases by some of your projects and these shows uh I'll give you an opportunity to plug and promote anything else you want um <laughs> at the end, but this is usually the part where I ask you to get into recommending um just two releases, something older and something newer, any genre, music demo album, whatever, just from something you listen to to recommend to me and the listeners
2: i'm gonna say definitely uh neglect uh I forget. I think it might be their self-titled album, uh, the black and white cover. Uh, we, have, we fucked life. Oh, shit. Still got me? Yeah, I, I bugged out a little I'm bit. I'm here. I'm here, man. Yeah. All right. All right cool. Uh, but yeah, no, Neglects, uh, self-titled. And basically Neglects Disciography. I'm just going to recommend all of it. It's all good. There's not a bad song. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then if for newer stuff, listen to Real Despair. Like, they're probably the best upcoming heavy hardcore band out right now very new very like they're playing this weekend over at preserving hardcore uh preserving underground um so yeah yeah, definitely real despair and neglect if you're gonna listen to anything today
0: Mm, fair enough man yeah real despair i'm not familiar with man i'll check that out um They're, they're
2: they're freaking awesome they're they're just straight up mosh like they don't give a fuck about nothing. They're all retards. So I'll just say
0: that. <laughs> Neg- Neglect one of my all-time favorite bands, man. It's cool. You know, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to play the whole age thing or whatever, man. Back in my day <laughs> thing, but just because there's a, we have a an age gap, you and I. Um, it's cool, you know, just to talk about Ari, the rugged man and neglect and, you know what I mean, man? It's, it's local shit. You know what I mean, man? I,
2: everyone, uh, everyone I know always says I have the old school taste. So that's kind of my thing. I, I don't really like most stuff that's new, but if it's good, <clears throat> I'll listen to it.
0: You, you mentioned Jadakiss before, man. What are some of your other like, uh, favorite rappers, man? Uh, my
2: top five has never changed. So it's <laughs> Jadakiss, Biggie, Big L, Nas, Andre 3000 my top
0: five wow andre 3000 yeah. man i mean i'm not i i don't argue that obviously like i get it i've heard the guy yeah. it's just interesting that you put him in there with all those other guys You're like that's the only non-new york guy there
2: yeah that's the only guy that i heard that wasn't from new york that like because i try to judge i don't like to keep i'm very new york hip-hop that's really mm-hmm. my bread and butter mm-hmm. but i try to keep it generalized but the best rappers are from new york i think it's just everyone knows that um but Under 3000 man like his wordplay his delivery there's just something about the way he spits it's just very natural and very real compared to like where as and I'm not dissing anybody but like you know a lot of west side rappers I'm not big on like Snoop Dogg and like like Dr. Dre I like they're 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 rappers you listen to when you're younger I feel like when you get older you want more realistic shit and like I feel like New York stuff really kind of puts that out there but Outkast also did
0: Fair enough, man. I oh, yeah, I've I've always thought Outkast was cool. Always respected them, man. Very, very creative group, like absolutely, yeah. A lot of different sounds, man. All right, man. AT right, Aliens
2: well, is the go-to album if you're gonna listen
0: to Outkast. Yeah, all right, man. Um, I gotta revisit some of their stuff. Uh so Morty Shootout. We've been talking for a while. I appreciate your time. Um, any 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 last plugs for anything else you got going on? I tried to include any new recordings, any shows, anything else you got going on.
2: Uh, nothing else going on, man. Just follow Hard Knock NY on Instagram. We're gonna be dropping a lot of music this upcoming year from a lot of different bands, not just my bands, but other bands out in the scene from Nassau, possibly something from Connecticut and PA. So some old school bands might be coming back through our shit. So keep an eye out. We got some stuff planned.
0: Fair enough, man. Is uh, I know you. I know you. Like you said before, you're tight with Hard Knock Records, man. Um, do you want to just plug them real quick and talk about what they got going on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hard Knock right now is
2: the main thing we got going. Is Beat That Mania, um, again, December eighth, December ninth. It's gonna be big festival. We might, might have some vendors there if you like to indulge in a little bit of some criminal activity. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, r- really, right now, Hard Knocks just look out for Beat That Mania and look out for any upcoming releases through the label because we're gonna be focusing a lot more on the music side than the booking side my forward.
0: Got it. All right, man. Uh, Morty Shootout, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. We're going to be on the lookout for all that stuff you just talked about, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure.
2: Queens and no, we make You check the evidence.
0: Right man, appreciate that, man. Real talk, hundred percent. Um, thank you very much. We urge everyone to uh to uh check out NYC shootout, check out all the music we just talked about. Appreciate that. And on that note, um Rick, you're still with me, right? Oh yeah. All right. Here we are. All right, good. We didn't we didn't lose you, man. You didn't you didn't no. go back you didn't go back to Staten Island <laughs> to the spot. You know what I mean? Find one of we you. We only
1: go back there for shows these days when the rare uh the rare instance where we played Mother Pugs. It's been a while. It's been a while since we played there.
0: Every once in a while, somebody calls the Heavy Hole Hotline. Look for the voicemail number where you're reading this, and says they spotted you in a chromed out Jeep um, on the on on the Verazano, or where you know it, it's or the, the Cusco. You're all over the place out yeah, there. The
1: Verazano first. That's 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 closer to on yeah, the Island. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Right. You're you're there too. You're out there too. You're everywhere. These I, I think there's a lot of sightings. Maybe I don't know what it is, Rick. Uh, Alleged. Allegedly, we're going to say. Um, yes. but but yeah we don't know where the money came for the chromed out jeep but the, the irs <laughs> listen it's all just a joke we're, we're back on that let's <laughs> let let's shift gears again because rick you actually have a recommendation and it's um it's related a little bit to a member of nyc shootout for us
1: well yeah uh <clears throat> our good buddy sam sherrick uh drummer of many many bands former drummer of our band he recommended moonlight sorcery Thorned Lord of the Thorned Castle. It's hard for me to say that uh, title <laughs> sometimes pretty, pretty quick. And uh, yeah, I call them Moonlight Serenade all the time. Uh, so I got to get used to calling them by that proper name, Moonlight Sorcery. But uh, yeah, melodic uh, Finnish black metal. That's uh, what I what, uh, Sam recommended to me. I believe he said this is his uh, album of the year candidate. It's up there for him. And uh, after listening to it about five times, it's kind of up there for me too. It's uh, It's right up my alley as they say
0: um yeah i i appreciate this recommendation um that's why having gotten to know sam over the years and, and been in a few projects with him and everything man we always appreciate his contributions to reeking or over the years um and and i'm an, i'm still an exsanguinated with him um actually just did us a solid behind the scenes too as uh you know people who network with 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 friend friendly bandmates do um uh, is taste in music. The guy's all over the place. You got NYC Shootout, then you got like, you know, crazy elaborate symphonic black, like black, ma- I don't want to even, I don't want to label this too hard because it's its an interesting mix. Uh, something that did come come to mind in a good way, and I don't want this to turn anybody off in a weird way, but Castlevania, the video game.
1: Bro, I don't. I, holy fucking shit, bro! I was gonna talk about video game music. How this this album has video game music vibes to it, man. Like in certain, but I was going more to Sega Genesis, like because it okay. reminds certain songs. Like remind me of the Sega Genesis. There was a certain sound chip in the Sega Genesis, and that's why it sounded. A particular way and you can know like oh that's a genesis game just by the sound like not saying this record sounds like that but there's something that that triggered it a couple times and i'm like wow it feels like a fucking genesis game like just you know i don't know and you said castlevania it was like wow dude
0: (laughs) pretty crazy man yeah the the clean guitars when they do a so i mean the um the lead guitars when they do like a solo Mm -hmm. they have a very i don't want to say processed but it's a very super clean Kind of above the mix almost in a way. So I mean that's it all that also kinda has that in a good way, respectfully, it kind of reminds me of that old video game Shredder sound. Like they have a really blatant, um, kind of eighties nostalgic 80s shredder component.
1: Yes, and that's the other thing. First of all, shout out to Dan Swano, who mixed and mastered this record. And I was just uh talking to him the other day about this record and I was telling him how fucking good it was. And uh he said, Yeah, um, he likes it too, obviously, and uh, he, he, the, the, the point was to make it sound like it was recorded 30 years ago, you know, as far as like uh, dissection kind of vibes and stuff like that. But it, it also has a more modern sound too, but he did both of those records, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, um, and it, it, there, there was something, oh, something you just mentioned about the 80s. Like there's a track on that, on this record. It's called, it's, uh, it's song uh, Eight into the silvery shadows of night put that song on and listen to the end of that song man it sounds like an 80s like uh, rocky montage like when they're training or something i got i got finished working out and i listened to that and i got so fucking i wanted to rip down the walls and i listened to that shit it was like i was like this is 1980s montage music oh,
2: yeah
1: it was really fucking good i don't know this album man this album brought a lot of emotions out of me like the music really hits me hits me pretty fucking well
0: mm. well it's i mean i think it's designed to it 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 tugs at your heartstrings a little this is and and it's <laughs> yeah. and it's also like i want to say it's aesthetically perfect you know i, I mean, mean they just got the band picture the album art the, the everything is kind of just right and then you listen to the music and it all makes sense and actually complements one another um uh, this is their
1: debut album. This is their first record too, which is cool. Yeah. A newer band from uh 2018.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm not really sure like what uh previous uh projects these dudes are involved with. I didn't really go that far, but I did order it on uh, vinyl, so
0: I'm waiting for that to come too. Nice. So, um awesome. from they're from Finland, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you can hear the children of Bodom influences too. Like
0: uh that's what I heard right away.
1: Before I even knew they were finished, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you just hear not as not as if you're familiar with that band uh more they were more like uh i'm not i you even using the right words like neoclassical kind of yeah kinda yeah, faster stuff like this, and this kind of borders on that, but not not really to that extreme, but it makes sense that they're finished, maybe they're influenced <clears throat> excuse me by those guys in certain ways, but you can hear you can hear a lot of a lot of cool. A lot of cool stuff in there. Guitar work is great, and so it's all it's all really good, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's got the kind of nostalgic '80s kind of shred shredaholic uh, thing going yes. on, and yep. what you said about like the symphonic component, like that's the thing when I when when I hear symphonic black metal, I usually picture bands that are a little bit over the top. For me personally, for my tastes, with the, with the right. synthesizers and the sometimes the string arrangements and like I, I, I can really lean into that atmosphere and, and enjoy it if it's done uh, more, more subtly over like swam- normal metal, you know like, right. but this band, mm-hmm. I felt like they got a great balance where the symphonic parts and the, the orchestra the more like, um, I guess synthesized parts or if there are like real string instruments there, um, it's supporting the metal. You know what I mean? It's it's right. it's, not, it's not. They never. Rare. They they're not. They don't have one foot in one and one foot the other. Like it is. That it is death metal. It is black metal, but it has this kind of shredding, neoclassical underlying, you know, underpinning thing to it. It's yeah. I don't want to talk it to death, Rick, but um, if you got the any, mix. yeah, any final thoughts on that, and then maybe just tell tell the listeners again what it is, so uh, so Tom can punch it in for us
1: yeah it's um it's a good melodic black metal album like if you've heard any of the other recommendations that i made on this uh show you know it's kind of up that kind of in that direction uh it's once again moonlight sorcery uh the record is horn lord of the thorn castle and uh yeah maybe tom can play into the silvery shadows of night from that record
0: Mm. tom take us into the silvery shadows of night sir thank you very much Take a minute, guys. I know that was intense. So take a minute. Let your emotions settle, sift back again. I'm gonna I'm gonna ground everybody again with my recommendation. I'm gonna ground everybody right back into the heavy hole podcast um dirt right now. Um disclaimer. There's a lot going on. As we see now with DJ Envy in New York, uh uh Payola is 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 a is a is a very serious topic. There's allegations. Let
1: me um, in. I, I'm, if you could, real quick. Give me the. Uh, the well, quick, uh, I'm not familiar. Uh,
0: uh D- well, DJ Envy is uh one of the, one of the two hip hop stations in New York I, that I used to follow very religiously in the '90s into the early 2000s. But have since kind of become pop music stations, in my personal opinion. Uh, DJ Envy is one of these DJs that has a show on there, and he's very popular, and he got lots of opinions and he, you know he, he 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 tells everybody you know what time of day it is hmm. um i guess there's some sort of allegations and some sort of like legal case underway now where he's he, he's uh you know like there's there's you know like payola is when artists yeah, or or record labels the yeah. yeah they it, i mean it still allegedly goes on in a lot of ways and in a lot of ways it's adapted to social media allegedly and things like that but dj envy Ooh. And, an, and a business partner of his are facing a lot of allegations. It's complicated. There's also, like, I think there's some sort of, a, you know, financial scamming on the side going on. I don't know. Um, again, allegedly. But I, I follow the Star Report. Um, the, the Star was a DJ uh, for both of these New York hip-hop radio stations that, that I don't really follow much anymore back in the day and has his own very prolific YouTube uh, channel mm-hmm. where where he he co- he covers a lot of hip hop and and stuff like that. So I've kind of learned about this through him, but I don't wanna I don't want to derail us too much because my whole yep. <laughs> the whole reason we're on this payola conversation is for me to proclaim I am not receiving any kind of payola on this podcast from head split records. Um I just happen to recommend their shit a lot because they put out really good shit that I like. So mm-hmm. with that being said, um, and I encourage everyone to to look into that DJ Envy story if they follow like that that kind of New York hip hop thing, like I do, man. Um, it's an interesting tale. But Seeping Protoplasm. Mm. Seeping protoplasm, I love that name, is a band from Japan. And I tend to compare bands to other bands and other albums a lot when I'm trying to recommend stuff. So like I actively try to try to think of more creative ways and accurate ways to describe a band without doing that sometimes. But I'm going to read directly this short uh, PR statement on the YouTube channel. Um, On the HeadSplit Records YouTube channel where you could find this seeping protoplasm Exhale Extinction album, 2023. Uh, Brutal pulverizing death metal sickness from Japan set out to channel the classic mid-late 90s Midwest sound of flesh grind, early lividity, early Waco Jesus, early skinless, etc. Never teetering too far into slam territory. Let me say that again. Never teetering too far into slam territory territory love that concept and the alliteration are used in that sentence just focused on pure sonic low-end brutality much like adam rotella is uh respectfully Ew. pick up this sick album <laughs> and naturally exhale extinction um i'm gonna let that speak for itself mission accomplished as, mm. a, as a guy, I've said this on the podcast, I beat this, this this notion to death that I'm 41, got into death metal in the late 90s, United Guttural Records, all United that shit. United
1: right at the time.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that hit for me, like 17, 18, 19. I thought that was the be-all, end-all of death metal. I didn't even want to hear about it if it had thrash metal stuff in it. That I got into that later on in my early 20s. Um, so this is, I feel bona fide to say that, yes, Lividity, Waco Jesus, Flesh Grind, Early Skinless, yes, y- yes. Listen. If you like all that stuff, if you listen to this podcast and you know that deal, if you know Head Split Records, uh, in the words of DJ Khaled, another one. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. Rick, uh, your thoughts? Did you get a chance to spin this?
1: Uh, yeah, I did, and uh, you know, I, I I did refer to uh, like a, the the first malignancy record and uh, old the the first Waco Jesus today just to compare sound and they, they, they went for that. They went for that sound. Right. You know, so it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely a tribute to that and and made in that, in that mold. So, uh, and, and yeah, like you said, mission accomplishes uh, like 20, 27 minutes, you know, there's some cool riffs. Uh it's uh you're like, yeah, I noticed that, too. I, I noticed a little slam element in there, but it, they don't go overboard with it. So it's funny how they point that out and they, they make a point of that um because I did notice that. So, uh, yeah, it reminds me of, you know, 1997, something like that. And uh, that was a good year a lot of a lot of fun things happened that year.
0: Ho ho, oh, 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 slow down. It's a family show.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, I've heard I've heard about them things. Um yeah, the 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 last thing I want to say um with with this we hear a, you know with uh the Japanese uh, music scene, Japanese artists um we hear a lot about uh you know experimental noise uh, maybe grindcore, things of things of that nature. But I don't think we pay enough attention, or I, I don't think I hear enough recognition of Japanese death metal. Um, they, you know, and I'm I, uh, Japanese musicians took the Swedish blueprint and gave us intestine ballism, arguably better mm-hmm. than any band from Sweden. Respect to Sweden. Respect to Swano. Um, Japanese <laughs> Japanese musicians took the Long Island sound and the east coast brutal sound the internal bleeding and dying fetus sound and gave us vomit remnants Mm. arguably the pedigree of of brutal 90s style death metal now japanese artists have taken the midwest brutal united guttural sound of the 90s and and they've given us (laughs) this masterful album seeping protoplasm Exhale extinction. All I'm saying is, I think, um, uh, uh, you know, in my personal scene and, and what I've seen, you know, gore grind and grindcore. Uh, I've seen a lot of bands from Japan um, recognized and uh, uh, signed to labels and put out stuff. You know, we kind of know know a lot of Japanese grindcore, but there's a lot of great Japanese death metal um defiled another great band i mean shout out to
1: defiled damn i was just waiting to waiting to Mm. jump in there
0: with defiled former
1: label mates of mine on nightfall terrorizer records uh back in the 90s shout out to dom decker rest in peace Mm. good band defiled still
0: around yeah defiled still around um makoto uh japanese gentleman came over to the united states um played for pyrexia internal suffering um, and I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm skipping one or two bands. Prolific musician, man. So I just, you know, the Japanese death metal. Respect. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, here.
1: New Defiled just came out this year. Actually, yeah. I uh, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I knew they had one a couple of years ago, but yeah, pretty sick,
0: <laughs> dude. I I I follow them on Instagram, but I can't like like stuff or something because it's like some weird international Instagram thing. But I mm-hmm. but but Defiled, if you're listening to this, I like you. All right. Um. So anyway, enough of that, Tom. Let's hit him with a little bit of this old exhale, And, uh, um, and check out some Japanese death metal. Death metal is a worldwide <coughs> um, subculture, mm-hmm. a worldwide genre. There's death metal in every corner of the of the world right now, man. And, um, yeah. you know, it brings people. It's one of the small things that does bring people together, in my personal opinion, man. So I'll the get Middle off.
1: The Middle East is a death metal. I mean, I know of uh, some uh, orphan land used to play some death metal. Uh, how about... Uh- there was an Iraqi band I think I don't remember their name but I don't know how There was a documentary you yeah. hear about the Middle East forming like a death or a black metal band even. This
0: is crazy. There was a documentary. Yeah, um That's Yeah, right, that Iraqi band or something. Yeah, and I've seen uh releases come out of Israel uh, you know, you know, too. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a lot of death metal out there all over the world, man. Yeah. And um yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Um, we appreciate uh, uh, an NYC shootout. Um, and you know, spe- speaking of which, man, I've been I've been staying in New York lately. I've been staying in my comfort zone. Uh, but on that last note, too, I am going to try to branch out and get some more international guests on the podcast for you guys coming up this fall and winter when I can um, fall back a little bit. The bands have been very active. Afterbirth, Exsanguinated, Reeking Aura. I love you guys. Um, even though I've burdened you with being associated with the name will smith just by just by guilty by association i do love you it guys might,
1: it might be a bon- uh, a benefit one of these days you know so yeah. it might pay off in the long yeah. run so that's good let's let's ride ro- yeah. let's roll with it
0: yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't want to date jada well, yeah I, I, one I of
1: these days you know he'll he'll become aware and then you guys will have You'll do like a like a shootout, like a a track together or some shit, like a yeah, wow. I don't know, a a rap battle together.
0: Wow, that would be good. That would be fucking sick. See, if Will Smith was ever made aware of my existence, I always pictured it to be contentious. But I never the idea that we would collaborate. That's interesting. Yeah, it would just be
1: like the two Will Smiths, like you know, the death metal guy and the hip hop guy, and you know, doing the fucking doing it. Like I seen you do that one time. At the studio, when I first met you, you had a rap battle with the gentleman yeah. in the hallway at uh at the the sweatshop, and I was like, "Oh shit, you know, you could do that, do that with the the other guy, with, with the other wolfman, mm. the other wolfman."
0: Yeah, I, mm, I'm not, I'm not gonna say the guy's name. I bet she doesn't even rap anymore. That guy, that was like ten years ago. Probably
1: not. Yeah, it was a million years ago.
0: He was walking around. He had business cards, like nice pro business cards that had a picture of him on them. And it was like it was like rapper entertainer or something with his contact info. And then when I battled him, he was trying to spit written shit. I was freestyle. Oh, I yeah, I any freestyling is off of the top of the head in my yeah, personal yeah, yeah, my right. personal canon of hip hop. So I was mm-hmm. freestyle battling this guy off the top of my head, and he was coming at me with some written stuff. It was just i don't I'm not trying to brag, but that was um, yeah, I remember that poor was,
1: etiquette, um, yeah. <laughs> poor, etiquette.
0: <laughs> poor etiquette, poor etiquette. I was a little yeah. insulted. Um, but shout out to him anyway man um, who somebody brought him along? He was somebody's friend- wasn't was he one of Tom's friends, or something I don't believe he, so he knew somebody so. he knew somebody yeah yeah, he knew somebody that knew somebody.
1: I, I think there was a band in another room that he might have been with, and I think that's how we bumped into them,
0: oh, okay, the fuzzy muffs.
1: The uh, sweatshop was an interesting spot back when we used to jam that with Buckshot. I don't I know had, if it's still around.
0: I had a lot of good times. Clothes. I had a lot of yeah. good times there in the old sweatshop, man. Hopefully, you know, we're going to have good times right here in Long Island, New York, tomorrow. If you're listening to this when the episode drops, it's going to be Saturday, November the 4th, Amityville Music Hall. Rick and I are going to be there. Reeking aura, full effect. We're going to bring the whole crew. Um, yeah. Animals Killing People from Brooklyn. Not sure if it's the first Long Island show. I am sure that it's going to be the livest Long Island show they ever played. <laughs> uh, Riparian from Pittsburgh. If you, if you didn't know, act like you know. Listen to last week's episode. We already interviewed him. Stop playing. Find out what it's all about. Riparian's going to be there from Pittsburgh. Liquefied insides, Adam Rotella. Did you hear our Halloween special that we dropped last week? Go back and listen if you didn't, all right? He's all over it, uh, and we got and we and there's a special surprise for everybody. There's another band.
1: This is about, a good show. This yeah. is a nice show that we got going on there.
0: The best part is bring the kids, yeah. all ages, sixteen and under, mm. sixteen and under with a guardian. We got to be sensible, okay? Twelve dollars at the door, six dollars, uh, six p.m. door. First band is six thirty. Get there sharp because it's got to end early. So everything's running on time. It's not a typical Long Island show. There's no hour break between bands. We're, we're, no nonsense. Yeah. Cutting out the no nonsense. nonsense. Adam Rotel is gonna be there with the Jason mask, making sure there's no nonsense. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, as he does from time to time. So I used to Adam used to sleep over my house sometimes when we were teenagers, and I would wake up and he would be standing in my room wearing the Jason mask. But Holy it shit. but I would know it was okay because I knew it was just, yeah. just like for, for our band. I knew it was for liquefied maggots. I knew it was for like the betterment of the band. It was good.
1: But still that instant when you first wake up must be Star link to you um that first second when you see a man standing before
0: you <laughs> some some would say it aligned the chakra um right, yeah right. yeah no sh- that that never happened shout out to adam he's he's a good guy he used to watch it horror reminds before.
1: me of it reminds me of back in the day when sal used to sleep over my house oh boy now listen that
0: that's a real horror movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: i told him i was doing the show tonight he told me to to make sure i talk about him on the show check so, uh, this is yeah check <laughs> yeah check
0: yeah this and to, to, for me to for me to get uh for me to get Rick from Gray Skies Fallen to appear on the show, we have to fulfill some stipulations in his in Sal's rider. We we discuss Sal. Sal don't want me talking about him. He doesn't know what he's asking for. <laughs> you want well, me? Uh, tomorrow... No, no, no. Hold tomorrow up.
1: Is... Yeah, yeah,
0: go ahead. Sorry. No, no, Sal. You want me to talk about you? Hold up. Hold up. I can talk about Sal. I'm sorry. No, Rick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tomorrow at the show. <laughs> tomorrow at the show. Well, tomorrow. Tomorrow
1: is our our, our buddy Jody Angelo's birthday. Uh, we're going to see, you know, it might be a little gathering at Amityville
0: mm. Music Hall, but I'm
1: not, you know, I know certain things, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. Grown we'll things, that
0: goes. grown things, grown yeah. things. Um, romantic. Jody Angelo, umber sound, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's his. Uh, that's his new thing that he does. His new project when he, when he's not jamming with us, and uh, he's pretty prolific on the instagram just he he pumps out clips and just jamming he you know the guy's a riff machine that's what i associate with i associate with riff machines other riff machines because if uh you put a few of them together you're gonna just crank out um a lot of good stuff so uh, yeah that's what he is and uh yeah good guy yeah um, yeah and uh yeah you'll hear he's back in the band after a couple years so now the new album when that comes out he'll be back on that
0: so, Yeah, one of the uh, classic OGs of Gray Sky's is falling back in the band, and I'm I'm uh, anticipating him dropping an album or something with Umber Sound. Yeah. He's he's on Instagram. Follow him on Instagram with Umber Sound. He's he's getting you little sneak previews and what behind the little scenes. Pastes. Yeah, little 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 tricks and trinkets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and yeah, so so check him out, man. Good guy um beyond that rick i think we covered just about everything man you got any little updates about about great the old gray sky's falling or anything else you got going on man
1: well that's still uh you know uh real quick um it's it's gonna be the uh it's november now so in about two months from now we're gonna announce everything and the first single is gonna come out and video and uh, all those things. And we'll find out what label is going to put out the record and Mm. all the, all the good news is going to start happening. And uh, yeah, right after the new year so, so a couple more months and we'll
0: we'll get some news out there. not going to talk about the label. I'm just going to say good people. Yeah. Good guys. Good people. Gals. Hurt things. All right, man. Well, look, thank you to NYC shootout, Rick. Thank you to you. Appreciate you coming Thanks back, for the me. of course. anytime. stop by anytime. You're always welcome. You should have let me I know do. you were, you let me know you were coming. My mom would have made some coffee. Um, my, <laughs> I, my, do, my, I do need coffee now. Yeah. My mom got a new coffee long, pot. Man. She's all excited about it. You know, she's like, we got mm. we, we got guys doing sh- uh, uh, shingles on the house. She's out there with the coffee. It's uh, it's beautiful. Nice. She got me a new. She, if you look on the Instagram, my mom got me two E Town Concrete shirts.
1: Wow. She, yeah. Oh, they, so. wow. It, they're still they're still uh, doing things. Didn't they just play recently? Uh, well, one, they, one of my old drummers from a million years ago, Dom Trombetta, was just posting uh, with, with E Town, I think, uh, on his Instagram. I think they might have played. Uh, I could be wrong. Some, some, something is going on. They,
0: there's oh this listen, going on. always something going on with E Town. That's why it's yeah. still time to shine. Twenty years, thirty years later, um, I saw them in 1997. Thank uh, you. Uh, yeah. I, I, Thank, that's the that that's the that's the obligatory Rick. So, I saw them in the nineties statement. Unless it's a it's unless it's a, I saw them in the eighties statement, man. I'm glad glad you checked <laughs> I that saw box Vitalik too. In the eighties, I did see Metallica <laughs> in the eighties. Shout to Hudson. It, Hudson wishes he yeah. could say that, man. Uh, we love Hudson, man. Hudson, on Buster. yo. <sighs> I bust I bust Hudson balls about the Metallica. He busts my balls about my 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 four extra large uh, blue camo shorts. It's all gravy, man. I got dude. I got a pair of blue camo shorts. He ain't even seen yet. they they're. I only wear them as pajamas, bro. They're fucking huge. Um, <laughs> oh boy, uh, Hammer pants. All right. Um, what were we fucking talking about, man? We were we were uh, Metallica and um uh, Hudson. Hudson. Hudson's
1: <laughs> recording the new Trog record as we speak. So. Uh, <laughs> That's good, too. And tomorrow at Amityville is uh, filling in on bass for Tom is Hudson's bandmate, TJ. We're breaking him in on uh, as our third string uh, bass player. Yes. Uh, Emer- See bass player right now, so yeah, a lot of Hudson stuff going on in uh, reeking
0: Orland It's uh, we're kind of like a friend. It's like the Yankees or something, man. You know, you're up to yeah. bat. You're up to bat. That's it. Yeah,
1: exactly. You just um, got to be ready.
0: And yeah, and I, I, we were. I was talking E Town Concrete, and then we, then we went, we went wide with Metallica real quick. Um, shout, <laughs> shout to Hudson. That was for Hudson. That Metallica moment. Um. Yeah, E Town just put out. Well, they they've always stayed. They, like they've been headlining fests like once Fest, or twice yeah. a year. They yeah they E Town comes back like a couple handful of times a year and just like shows that they can still rock the spot. And then they put out a new single last mm-hmm. week for the first time in like I think twenty years or something, man. Wow. And, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Everybody should go. I mean. Look, E Town is a polarizing band. You love them or you don't. If you like them, go check out the song. Come, adi, 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 yo. That's all I'm going to say. And yeah, so I come home from work the other day, and Mom Dukes hit me with the two E Town concrete shirts, the black and the white, because I have the black and the white over the years. I, you know Cold Cut sells their merch. And, um,. Uh, they've, they're both the white and the black shirt. I've worn them because it is a, it's a work-friendly shirt for me as opposed to some of my death metal shirts. I wear, I wear it constantly the E Town Concrete yeah. shirts, and they're, they they got little holes in them. They got, some, you know, some stains in them here and there and whatever. Man, the white, the white one looks like I, I ran it through a, a grease uh, truck or something, a, a, a grease trap or something so uh, so mom what she did she she said she looked at the shirts and she looked it up online she fa- she found the cold cuts website and ordered me the fucking shirts man shout out to my that's mom, that's awesome hell shout, yeah. yeah shout out to my mom always time to shine in the smith uh, mask sometimes you got to
1: replace the old shirt with the with the current version version of the new shirt you know like yeah. i had speaking of metallica i had my metallica injustice for all shirt from 1989 mm-hmm. and uh then they reprinted it last year and i got it uh you know so it's cool to have like a replacement shirt for something that you had and it's no longer with you like a
0: uh, cool thing mm-hmm.
1: yeah d- 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 your like mom did a good thing that day
0: yeah man replacement is something you used to like i got a pillow i I drew my ex-girlfriend's face on it you know it's i whoa whoa what's <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding. I'm kidding it's a joke yeah. it's a joke all right I drew my dog's face on no it's a joke it's a joke all right listen I drew Sal's face on. whoa yeah. okay man all right man Rick, I think that said we got we could we could continue this line of conversation but we got to cut the recording that's what I'm really saying all right <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> listen awesome. man uh shout out to Sal shout out to everybody man we appreciate you we'll see you tomorrow at the show uh and if not we'll see you at a different one new stuff we're playing new songs at the show by the way oh yeah we're playing uh, we're playing a couple of new songs more than one new songs new songs tomorrow on the set more than one